Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, Every single week, we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high-performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. It's Brendan Burchard, and welcome to a special episode of The Brendan Show. In this episode, I'm going to play for you a section of the audiobook of my book 
high performance habits, how extraordinary people become that way. And I'm gonna play for you a practice that will ultimately help you become a higher performer in anything that you're doing, whether it's related to your health or your career or other positive life outcomes. This is a practice that will really serve you. And I'm gonna be releasing a series of these so that you can get a taste of the book, but also whether you have the book or you don't have the book, you can put these practices into your life to develop the habits that matter the most. That's ultimately what my book is about and has become so well known for. High Performance Habits is the result and the findings of the world's largest study of high performers ever done. Over 190 countries reporting in, over 2 million data points, an unbelievable amount of research over a three-year period with me and academic research teams to find the strongest correlations we could of which habits led to long-term success, and they were also healthy. They were also happy. They also had positive relationships. And that's the magic of it all, right? High performance isn't just about getting ahead for achievement's sake. It's ultimately about a distinction of a new way to strive so that you do reach the next level of success, but this time you do it more sane, healthier, more happier, and you enjoy the process. You can succeed long-term. That is what this book is about. It tells you exactly which habits make the most difference, and we break it down, each habit, into three different practices. Now, this audio excerpt today for you is one of those practices. And please just listen, follow the prompts, put it, this either mindset or philosophy or tactic into your life, and you'll see a total change. So I'll be releasing a series of these for you in upcoming weeks and months right here on The Brendan Show. And tell you what, if you like this, you're welcome to go get the audiobook on Audible or anywhere else where you download your audiobooks. And you know, it's whatever it is, 12, 16 bucks for that. Or if you want the deluxe audiobook version, which comes with additional training, additional interviews, and an online course along with it, if you want that, you can actually get it for free when you order a hard copy book from us at brendan.com forward slash habits. So just listen to the practice. If it resonates with you, put it into play. If not, no worries. Keep listening to The Brendan Show. You'll find something that's useful. But if it really resonates, go to brendan.com forward slash habits and get your copy of the book from that site so that we can give you the free deluxe audio edition of the audiobook. I think you're really gonna enjoy this. And as always, I wanna thank you all for supporting my message. I deeply believe that as each of us develops deeper motivation and starts practicing these high performance habits, not only can we change our life, not only can we reach longer term success and be less stressed and crazy and, and enjoy the process this time, but we can change the world. The right habits changes your world, ultimately changes other people's world. Without further ado, please enjoy this excerpt of High Performance Habits, How Extraordinary People Become That Way. Practice one, increase the outputs that matter. Nothing is less productive than to make more efficient what should not be done at all. Peter Drucker. If you want to become extraordinary, you need to figure out the productive outputs that matter in your field or industry. Eminent scientists produce more important papers than their less known or less effective counterparts. Mozart and Beethoven became great not only by their genius, 
but also through their productive output. The same goes for Bob Dylan, Louis Armstrong, the Beatles. In its highest performing years, Apple launched products that were hit after hit. Babe Ruth took more swings than his contemporaries, just as Michael Jordan took a lot more shots and Tom Brady threw a lot more passes. Seth Godin cranks out blogs. Malcolm Gladwell cranks out books and articles. Casey Neistat keeps uploading those YouTube videos. Chanel keeps the fresh designs coming. And Beyonce keeps dropping great albums. High performers have mastered the art of prolific quality output, what we call PQO. They produce more high-quality output than their peers over the long term, and that is how they became more effective, better known, more remembered. They aim their attention and consistent efforts toward PQO and minimize any distractions, including opportunities, that would steal them away from their craft. This point seems almost universally lost in a world where people spend over 28% of their workweek managing email and another 20% just looking for information. People spend eons of time on worthless activities, say, creating folders and organizing their email, even though these have nothing to do with real productivity. Yes, sorry, your elaborate email folders aren't helping you. A 2011 study of 85,000 actions by 345 email users found that people who create complex folders are less efficient in finding what they need than those who simply use search or threading. I bring up email because achievers almost universally blame it for their poor productivity. But email, per se, is not the problem. The real culprit is our very orientation to work itself. Real work isn't replying to everyone's false emergencies, shuffling paper, deleting junk emails, posturing to look good, or attending meetings. Real work is producing quality output that matters. Part of your job is to figure out what relevant PQO means to you. For the blogger, it might mean more frequent and better content. For the cupcake store owner, it might be discerning the two best-selling flavors and expanding distribution on just those two flavors. The parent may choose to increase the frequency of free time and great experiences with the kids. The sales rep might go after more meetings with qualified prospects. The graphic designer might pump out more great images. For the academic, it might be the quality of the curriculum and classes or the number of published papers or books. Figuring out what you are supposed to produce and learning the priorities in the creation, quality, and frequency of that output is one of the greatest breakthroughs you can have in your career. Look back to almost any business icon and you see a turning point in their career and wealth which came about when they discovered their PQO. For Steve Jobs, it was dumping a bunch of products from Apple's list so he could focus on massively scaling fewer products, which would change the world. For Walt Disney, it was ramping up production of movies. In the modern digital era, some of the greatest success stories are those who simply enabled others to share more original and prolific content. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, for example. Wherever PQO is found, it seems that breakthroughs and wealth follow. I left a corporate consulting job in 2006 because I couldn't find fulfillment in the outputs that were being rewarded. When I looked to the partners at my old employer, the PQO was basically how many big clients they signed per year. Though a lot of wonderful things came with that, the ability to do deals, change things, I just didn't connect with the idea of dedicating my life to a career built on deals. For a guy at my lowly level, 
The informal culture supported a PQO of project hopping, getting on as many projects as we could so that we gain perspective, expand our network, and get paid for extra travel. Again, there were other benefits to all this, but I just didn't connect. Very little of the end game at that job resonated with me. One of the great realizations of life can come from discovering that the outputs you are being compensated for are not exciting or fulfilling. When that realization comes, it's time to honor that truth and make a change. I chose to quit and begin my career as a writer, speaker, and online trainer. I saw the outputs of those efforts, creating content for inspiring and empowering others, as something that would be meaningful to me. The issue was I had no idea how to start or what specifically to do. Like a lot of people new to the expert industry, I thought I had to figure out the writing industry, the speaking industry, the online training industry. I made the mistake of going to dozens of conferences to try to figure out each of the industries without realizing that they all were the same career of being a thought leader and had similar outputs that mattered most. For almost a year, casting about with no clarity on which outputs really mattered, I was a mess. I was trying to write articles for magazines and blogs, begging people to let me speak to their groups and hoping to get paid, spinning my wheels learning 100 online marketing ideas. Then one day, sitting in a cafe, I realized I'd spent all day, quote-unquote, working, but had nothing really to show for it. I thought, not one thing I've done today is going to advance my career or be remembered by me or anyone else 10 years from now. I still remember that conversation in my head. If you're honest with yourself, you want to create things that matter. You want to know that a good day's work produces something worthwhile, something that will be part of your important contributions to others and the world, something that shows you care about your craft. Of course, I realized that not every day would be a magical perfect day where every task I did was earth-shaking, <laughs> monumental. We all have activities that have to get done that don't make us feel like legends. Taking out the trash isn't adding to your body of great works, but it has to get done. What changed the trajectory of my career that day was deciding, on a single page, what my PQOs would be. If I was going to be a real writer, then my productive output needed to become books. This audiobook you're listening to, it's the sixth I've published since that day. Two more unreleased manuscripts are waiting in my drawer. This says nothing of the thousands of emails, blog articles, sales letters, and social media posts I've written. But my main effort is books. Wayne Dyer, a mentor and dearly missed friend, wrote and published more than 30 books. I'm just a beginner, but I know my PQO, and that gives me what Wayne would have called the power of intention. I decided that if I was going to be a professional speaker, my PQO would be the number of paid speaking gigs at a certain booking fee. I stopped all wasteful conversations asking people to give me a chance to speak and started building marketing materials and videos like those of other speakers who were getting booked at the levels I wanted to reach. I knew that if I was going to be an online course trainer, a relatively new career back in 2006, then my PQO would be curriculum, training videos, and full online courses. As I shared in the chapter on clarity, I stopped trying to learn every new marketing technique that came along and put my full effort into creating and promoting online courses. The rest, as they say, is history. Nearly 2 million people have enrolled in my online courses or video series, and my free instructional videos about how to live a fully charged life have been viewed over 100 million 
times. If I hadn't figured out my PQO, I would never have had the blessing of reaching all these students. I would never have had been named one of the most successful online trainers in history by Oprah.com or to make Success Magazine's list of the top personal development influencers for so many years. Please know that I'm not sharing this to impress you, but I am sharing it to convey the tremendous power of deciding what your PQO is to be and going for it. The results in my career are not because I'm particularly special or talented. They happen because I honed the focus for the PQOs that mattered in my career and gave those outputs my obsessive attention and dedication continuously over the long term. I cannot emphasize the importance of this strategy. Whenever I have to help a client increase high performance, quickly discovering what output they should be creating is one of my go-to strategies. No matter what topic or type of deliverables they decide to get productive toward, I have them reorient their entire work schedule toward that endeavor. As quickly as possible, I want them spending 60% or more of their work week oriented to PQO. In my experience over this past decade, that 60% figure seems to be the sweet spot where real results start happening for a person's career. For most people, the other 40% ends up in such buckets as strategy, team management, and the everyday tasks of work or running a business. I spend 60% of my work week on writing, creating curriculum for online training, and filming videos. The other 40% goes to strategy, team management, industry relationships, and customer engagement, which includes social media and communicating with students. The 40% is really just the things that support or facilitate the 60%, the prolific, quality output. Not everyone has my career, of course, and the golden proportion of 60-40 is not feasible for everyone. But the goal isn't to do what I do. It's to find your best allocation of time and stick to it the best you can. I'm tenaciously consistent about my 60-40, and whenever it drops below that, I know I'm not producing my best. If these time allocations sound extreme, please note that this is very different from the advice of those who tell you to go all in and give one of your passions 100% of your time. Such guidance is patently absurd anyway. We can't give 100% of our time to anything, certainly not if we're working with other people, caring for our families, or trying to make a big impact. There's always going to be a percentage of time we must give to working with or leading other people, managing and administering the details of our jobs, and yes, email. My point is you can't shirk those things, but you can and must strategize and maximize your time working on outputs that make your career important and influential. Why don't more people focus on producing prolific quality output, especially given that they still have the 40% allocation for dealing with the inevitable obligations of work? The most common excuses, is delusions a better word? are procrastination and perfectionism. Despite how familiar we are with blaming procrastination, it's not a real thing. Procrastination isn't a part of the human psyche. It's not even a personality trait. It's also not a result of poor time management skills that can easily be pointed at. Instead, researchers have found that procrastination is really a motivational problem. It's an issue that arises because you're not working on things that intrinsically matter to you. In rare cases, it can be about anxiety or fear of failure, 
but far more often it stems from working on things that don't excite you, engage you, or matter to you. That's why finding a PQO you can get behind is so important. If you love what you're creating or contributing in the world, you'll experience less procrastination. Whenever I tell people to create more output, inevitably I run into the perfectionists. They say things like, well, Brendan, I can't just put more stuff out there. I'm a perfectionist. I have to know that it's absolutely right and will be loved. <laughs> you know, perfectionism, though, is just a delay logic fancied up to look respectable. The reason people don't finish more things isn't perfectionism. It's that they rarely even begin or they get tangled up in doubt or distraction. If someone were a true perfectionist, they would at least have completed and released their work since the very act of perfecting something comes only after it is completed, released, and then improved on. We could all find reasons why it's hard to be more productive. But rather than spending any more mental power there, let's just get to work. Let's remember what's most important. Let's focus. Let's produce real things that we're proud of. Let's be prolific and change the world. Performance prompts. Number one, the outputs that matter most to my career are. Number two, some things I could stop doing so I can focus more on PQO are. Number three, the percentage of my weekly time I will allocate to PQO is. And the ways I'll make that happen are. Okay, my friend, I hope you enjoyed that audio excerpt of my book, High Performance Habits, How Extraordinary People Become That Way. Again, if you really enjoyed that and you like the deluxe audiobook version for free, go to brendan.com forward slash habits. Get the book through that site and we'll go ahead and give you the deluxe audiobook version of the entire book for free at no cost as my thanks for ordering through our website. I want to thank you as well for supporting my message. Uh, you know, we've really started this worldwide performance conversation. We've got dozens of companies and major organizations who have bought the book in bulk, who are sharing it with their teams and employers, uh, employees who are sending their people through our assessments, who are getting all the tools that we built around this book. We're changing the conversation about performance in major organizations and small businesses around the world. And if you'd like to support that, just pick up a copy of the book, get some amazing results, tell us your story, and we'll try to get out there the best way that we can. It's an honor to serve each and every one of you. I began this journey to decoding what it really takes to become a high performer now, gosh, 20 years ago in my life. So having it all come together and these set of practices in high performance habits has been uh, quite the journey. Uh, you know, the last 10 years of my life being a high performance coach, and then this last three years of academic research to prove it all out, at least to find what the data suggests and leads us to in terms of the strongest correlations. I know you're going to love this book. So for those who already got it, thank you. Keep sharing the message because if you'll post on social media, hashtag high performance habits uh, of you listening to this episode or reading the book, Every single day and week, we are still out there giving away all expense paid trips, giving away swag, t-shirts, cups, holders, uh, free online courses. It's my students. We're celebrating you. So just go post on social media. Tell us what you thought of this episode. And just, again, use hashtag high performance habits and hashtag the Brendan Show 
so that we know you listen to us on The Brendan Show. And we'll go ahead and try to find you and give you some free gifts. We can't do it for everybody, but we're out there consistently doing it. And I mean, I've already given away, I don't know, fifty dollars to $100,000 worth of stuff uh, just this month already. So it's been pretty active. And I thank you all, all of our students who've made this the bestseller, all of our students who've supported the message, all of our students who've committed to their continued education, their personal growth. I'm honored to be on that path with you. So thank you again for supporting The Brendan Show. Thank you for supporting High Performance Habits. I look forward to seeing you out on the road someday. Until then, remember, you can change your habits and change your life. If you're gonna practice any new habits, practice the ones in High Performance Habits. And as always, go out there every single day of your life, live fully, love openly, and make your difference today. Hey, it's Brendan, and I want to tell you about Circle and how powerful it is if you're trying to build your online community outside of Facebook groups. You know, I had this problem a couple of years ago where I just started noticing when I was running a Facebook group, um, really, Facebook was incentivized to kind of steal my customer and steal my audience. So they'd recommend other things I didn't like, or honestly, my members were losing my posts in the feed. I didn't really have the information or the data about the people in the group that I wanted. It was hard to actually communicate with them offline, out of the group. And most importantly, it was hard to sell stuff and have an actual business from it without driving them to other places. And then came along Circle. And it's just at the website circle.so. So just go to circle.so. And you can see that they have built this incredible platform that allows you to host a community, go live in that community, and really segment the community into these different spaces where you can give people access to different levels of content or community, which I absolutely love. Because you know, in my businesses, I've got new people coming in, I've got paying members coming in, I've got all these different products or courses or programs, and, and they've always had these different logins, they've been all over the place. Now with Circle, it's in one place. My community can meet there. They can post. I can post. We can use like multimedia posts as well. They can post video or audio. So can I. I can organize things, all of my content in very unique places and grant access to only some people. And of course, I can have my team in there moderating the whole community with me. Everybody needs this. Everyone's trying to build their community, but they struggle. Like what system or what tools do you need to use or have? Trust me, building it out on your own, not an option. Too expensive, too time consuming. So go to circle.so and check it out. If you're trying to build a community and really maintain control of that community and do a great job serving them and building a business from it, go to circle.so. Hey, I wanted to hop in here and share with you my love for community Com. Every major celebrity uses this. U.S. presidents use this. The biggest companies in the world use this. They give you a 10-digit phone number, but it's kind of like having an inbox for your texting. You can segment it to people um, and they can reply back. And it's just really cool because you can also send video 
and you can send audio. And it's so beautiful of a design that it's really easy to figure out. You know, I don't like all those other systems that send out like some weird little code that you just know is like a promotion. The reason they called it community.com is because they really believe you have to have a text community in the modern area. Texting adds a whole other level. People open up their texts way more. It's way more, you know, effective as a promotional vehicle. And it's something that I deeply, deeply believe in. In fact, I invested in them and I've advised the senior team. I'm telling you what, my audience loves it. It's increased the engagement across everything I do. And you can get a free demo when you go to community.com. Just like it sounds, community.com. Check it out. Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I want to jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses or where I go live in my membership areas or how I accept money online now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course? and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules. Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com. 